A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. For these next six months, it's basically a trial and error period, and it's just going to be a waiting game, and you have to you have to just accept that fact. And it... Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carly. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, Good. We were just debating if we should eat this giant bag of popcorn while doing our intro. Yeah, you got some movie popcorn. And it's so good. We couldn't stop eating it. Yeah, and it's real loud on the mic. It's real loud, and we would not do that to you guys. And then I thought I'd get a jump start on my sugar rush, and I got, what do you call these? A froster? Yeah, they have different. I think they have different names depending on where you go, but it's Mm -hmm. like Slurpee, which I think is only Canadian. Slushy, Mm -hmm. slushy, slush. But in Canada, we call it a Slurpee. Or like an icy. Who says icy? I think icy is a thing. Okay, Uh, you you know what? Everybody, jump on our Facebook page of the day and tell us where you're from and what you call like when you go to a gas station or Uh like a convenience store. And you get that pull down on the and handle, goes, that, sh- <laughs> that slushy, sugary, iced beverage. In Flavor, Canada, yeah. we call it Slurpee. Uh, according to Michelle, you call it Icy somewhere. Anyway, the one I'm drinking, I don't normally get this stuff, but they have one that you blend it with. You layer it with soft serve vanilla ice cream. So I got an orange Slurpee with vanilla. Yeah, see, icy. It's like a brand. All right. Well, anyways, anywho, that is neither we're here nor there. Very healthy today. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels it's been a heavy week. Oh, yes, it has. And I'm over it. Yeah, I am. You know, and uh, it's like we're going into this third wave. Ugh. Everywhere in the world seems to be doing pretty good, mostly in the world. Everyone seems to be doing pretty good with the pandemic. Not where we live. We are just some, like, nobody wants to wear a mask. (sighs) Nobody wants to listen to the rules. No. And one of my friends actually got COVID. Yeah. Um, This past week, she found out she... was a guest. Oh, maybe we don't want to say that. Yeah, we won't say who. But uh, she got it, and uh, her whole house now has to quarantine. And they tested it, and she has one of the variants. She's got the British variant. And she's sick. She's really sick. She had to go to the emergency room. And luckily, like, they treated her and sent her home. Yeah. Um, But I was actually thinking about that when I saw her post. 
Like, do you have to call them ahead of time and be like, like, do they like let you in like a back door if you yeah, have COVID? Yeah, I think. Like, what's the deal? Yeah, there's like a separate, like yeah. when Lindy was really sick and they thought she had COVID a few months ago, uh-huh. she had to wait in like an ambulance bay. Like they oh, had a separate wow. area yeah. set up and everybody was sitting far away from each other. Yeah. Because they don't know. I would just feel like they would come at you with like hazmat suits. Yeah. And yeah. A hundred percent. Oof. Hundy P. Hundo P. Hundo P. Hundo P. Not Hundy P? Hundy is weird. I don't know. I don't know. We're not cool. What are we trying to do? Um, yeah, I don't know. So like that's been really weighing on me. Just sort uh-huh. of the like, I don't know. Like we were all doing pretty good and now it's here for a third wave and I'm over it. Well, and even in the town that I'm in, our numbers are up way higher than they've ever been. Yeah. But um, the attitude by a lot of people are, is everyone's over it. Yeah. So for some reason they think that if they say they're over it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people with no masks. Lots of people coming into where I work without masks. One of our favorite restaurants, which I'm really, I'm, I won't even say who they are yeah. because I cannot support them. No. One of our favorite restaurants decided to disobey mm-hmm. public health orders. Mm-hmm. And instead of closing, they basically had a COVID party. Yeah. They stayed open and people were coming in, no masks. The yeah. owner wasn't wearing a mask and they were posting all over social media mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's not the solution. I don't know what the solution is, but it's not defying public health orders. It was basically like anyone that would be at an anti-mask rally was there. Yeah, having breakfast. God, Ugh. I miss that breakfast. I know, right? Well, whatever. We'll go we'll somewhere We'll find a else. new place. Um, but I just yeah, think... it's it's weird. And we... I, I was thinking about that. Like, other provinces. You, yeah. I know Ontario right now isn't good. It's full They're lockdown. going into a full lockdown. But, like, BC, Saskatchewan, like, I haven't heard... Like, why are they doing so much better? I don't know. Maybe because they went into a lockdown earlier. Yeah, probably, right? They did a full shutdown. Yeah. Not this, like, half and half yeah. situation. I think New Zealand is really interesting because they did, like, a literal shutdown. Uh-huh. Borders closed. Mm-hmm. And now they're out. Like, people are at tennis matches. Yeah. People are at, like, I don't know, man. I'm just ready for this to be over. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Our little <laughs> microphone hat was off. Yeah, I, it's it's hard and it's hard to see the comments. And yeah. like, I get it. I get the small businesses. I feel like they're being screwed around. Like, I think they're being screwed. Like, the thing I don't understand is why can Walmart and Costco and why can they all yeah. seemingly operate as normal? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the little stores are being not mm-hmm. targeted, but they're being the most affected. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's I, frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. I can I see know. how that can be frustrating. It feels like if we went into a total lockdown for two weeks, everything closed, yeah. then that would probably be better for the small businesses instead of the back and forth of, yeah. you know, we're open, we're closed, we're takeout, we're not, we're curbside, we're not. Like, yeah. it's just, it's it's huge, right? So yeah. I just think all the people that are saying COVID's just a hoax, like... Until you know somebody that's had COVID and mm-hmm. can say how horrible it is, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't and I think some of it is COVID is a hoax, but I think a lot of it is COVID is not as big a deal as yeah, because it didn't impact it them because, specifically. Yeah, and because the flu and the numbers and the blah and the blah yeah. blah blah, and I'm just like, I don't like. <sighs> Sigh. And in equally stressful news, I'm trying to find a place to move out in the uh, middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Which is not great. That sucks. So I'm, yeah, like I'm just exploring my options, but also trying to find a place that's mm-hmm. not a million dollars that will allow two large dogs in the middle of a pandemic 
So like half a million though is okay? Yeah, half a mil is fine. <laughs> I'm very Just a wealthy. really casual half a mil. Yeah. No, so I'm like looking at basement suites uh-huh. and I don't know, there was like a whole lot of things going on with that. But I'm going to meet, I'm going to look at a place tomorrow, uh-huh. Monday. So yesterday, because it's Tuesday. Um, and um, it's own, it's like a house owned by lesbians. Oh, and perfect. I know. They said LGBTQ friendly, and this that's two lesbians that own it. It's a basement suite. They have one small old dog, and they were like, "Oh, why don't you bring your two dogs over, and we can meet them, and then you can see the place." Mm-hmm. But anybody who's met Henry knows that he's probably going to ruin this for me. He's kind of a dumbass. He's a good dog, yeah. but when he first meets people, he acts like an idiot, and he yeah. barks at them, and his hackles are up, and he sounds really scary. Yeah, he's just scared. Yeah. Um. But maybe. So I'm going to try and, like, walk them for two hours, give them some CBD. I don't know. I would hope that they would not take that, you know, him barking at you as, like, a, oh, no, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, dogs are stupid sometimes. Like, they, yeah, They said a couple days a week, they said they run, like, a tiny dog daycare out of their house. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. How do you not already know them? (sighs) Yeah. Lesbians, dog owners, dog right? daycare. Seems like all in your wheelhouse. I don't know, but by next week's episode, maybe I'll tell you that I'm moving in there. It's a really nice place. Yeah, it's cute. I've never lived in a basement suite. It makes me feel like I'm taking a few steps back, but like well, I know it's just a stepping stone. I don't really care where I live, honestly. Yeah. But I'm like sad that we're splitting the dogs up and, you know, we're going to share them, but I'll have mm-hmm. the bigs most of the time. And anyway, I'm not going to get into it because I'm going to cry. Yeah. that's my week boo yeah my week's been pretty heavy too yeah yeah i've got a lot of things going going on with my kids yeah um trying to sort out you know counseling and Mm -hmm. the right things to do and change and spring break was this past week so that was a lot and yeah i worked almost every day so it was busy um they've hung out with their friends a lot which was good yeah. like they're kind of close friends yeah. that they're allowed to their and bubble yeah and they were able to have some sleepovers and see their cousins and stuff but i mean it's just really challenging yeah grief in children is very very hard yeah and you know real things like depression yeah and all of that it's really complicated and not something I thought I would have to deal with with children at this age. Yeah, it's so tricky because, yeah, there's puberty, but then there's, like, real... Gr- I don't know. It's a yeah. nightmare. On, hopefully, better news, next week I am uh, running away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. You better come back. Oh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to a hotel for two nights. Yeah. And I'm just going to, like cry yeah and grieve and make myself watch like sad things and yeah. listen to sad things and it's hard yeah it's called a griefcation is what Grief. i'm gonna call it <laughs> that's a terrible griefcation that i ever wanted <laughs> <laughs> it's so tricky because like yeah like you you have your own trauma and grief to deal with but yeah. you know you go and see a therapist but then 
the hour's up and you have to leave mm-hmm. and you have to go pick up the kids and make dinner and da, mm-hmm. da, 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 like so many things that you don't have the ability to afford yourself the time to sit in your grief and experience it. Uh-huh. So the plan my is My counselor's that... really good. Like she sets it up in a way that like I can kind of delve into my trauma like in her office and then be able to kind of pull out of it so that I'm not, um, you know, taking it home with me because she understands that I, yeah, that it's not a good space for me to do that. And her office is, but I mean, unless I can see her every day, you know, it's not not just going to be fixed and yeah. And I, I just get discouraged because we're already in year three and I just want things to get better, and I feel yeah. like they're not, and in some ways they're getting worse. So mm-hmm. that's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is us. <laughs> Raw, real, unedited. <laughs> you're I was trying to think of a word, but I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, you're either going to burst into tears. <sighs> oh, Lord. You know I don't cry. Yeah, it's true. Um, you better send me photographic evidence that you are sobbing in that hotel room every hour because I am, (laughs) I am moving into your house for two nights. Like if you are not crying the entire time, I'm out. (laughs) Abandon my children and leave. Oh God. No, I really appreciate it. And yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. Yeah. And like, also you just need some getaway. Yeah, I do. Like, you are just with five children all of the time. And the work never stops. Yeah, and, and it's not like you're a single parent because single parents, no, that's not, not all, not all no. single parent, hashtag not all single parents. <laughs> but like, it's not like you have another parent that you get to share custody yeah, with. Yeah, no. You know, like I'm dating a girl and she has a pretty good relationship with her ex husband yeah. and they share custody of their kids. So they do get breaks, but like, it's just you. Yeah. And it's not just a situation where maybe I'm a single uh, parent and there's no other partner with, like, two children. Yeah. It's five children. Yeah. Like, that's an enormous amount of children. And, you know, the laundry never stops. The dishes never stop. Like, none of the day-to-day mundane things stop. Mm -hmm. So I can, if I have to focus on other things, I'm taking away from something else. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Yeah. And then people say, like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> Period. I don't. I just don't. don't. Like, yeah. I don't. Uh, I'm not doing yeah. it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well. Anyways. I don't know. I love how our intros are used sometimes. Like, everything's great. And then other times it's like, everything sucks. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Collectively as a universe, it feels like we're all feeling this. Like yeah. this heavy, like, ugh. Ooh, I got my first vaccine. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's good, good news. Yeah. So I fall under this category because of my asthma mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I qualified to be up for a vaccine. And some a friend called me and said there are a few small town pharmacies that have extra doses. So I just called mm-hmm. and I was like, hi, can I have a hey. vaccine? And they said, please come tomorrow. Perfect. So my girlfriend Lindsay and I took a little, a little road, road trip, trip. Yeah, so over cute. to Black Falls, Alberta, which is like an hour and a half away from here. And then got the jab. How was it? It was fine. What'd like, you get? The Pfizer and the Moderna? I got What'd Moderna. Okay. Yeah. So I got Moderna. It's still a little up in the air over when I can get my second dose. Some people okay. say six weeks. Some people say four months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it didn't hurt. But I did. My arm hurt a lot for two days after. Yeah. Like I couldn't lift it very high. 
Yeah. But like probably like similar to like a tetanus shot or something. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a tetanus and yeah. before and it hurts quite yeah. a bit. So, I mean, I guess that's good. That's a good yeah. spin on the week. Come that's at me, good. COVID. I've been vaccinated. Okay, calm down. No, don't worry. I'm one. still going to wear a mask. Relax. I'm still going to keep my distance. Moving on, today's episode. Today's episode. We're talking with Elle. Yes. She and was lovely. I, and so young. I know. You guys. And so smart. Yeah. Like, way like, smarter than us. I don't know. At 18, <laughs> this was not my life. Oh, God, no. But anyway, I love that she agreed to talk to us, and I hope people can find some inspiration and... I don't know, information from her yeah, story absolutely. because it's all about like advocacy and, and education mm-hmm. and Totes. mental health. Yep. So let's get on with it. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Hey, Elle. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? Not too bad. It is Sunday Good. and it's almost the end of our day. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yes, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely jealous of you guys that you don't do that whole daylight savings thing because it's. Oh, it it definitely keeps things less complicated. Honestly, there's a few places in like North America that don't do it. And Mm. I'm like, why can't we all just not have daylight savings? I know. It's just silly. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me either, but. (laughs) Like I already struggle with figuring out time change for places. And then I'm like, okay, wait, is there a time? Time zone? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nightmare, but. My parents live in uh, Phoenix for six months out of the year, so they'll be like, okay, oh. it's, it's the same time as you, and like, oh, no, now it's an hour later, and I'm like, ah, like, can we just all be on the same page? Yeah. Yeah, it, w- it would make the world a lot easier, I yes. think. Yeah. Well, it's not Phoenix. Phoenix is that. doing it right, yeah, like, just are. not ever changing the time. No, um, it's standard time. We don't, <laughs> it's too hot here. We don't need any more hours in the day. <laughs> that is That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah, it right. does get real hot there. Cool. Does everybody have a pool in Phoenix? I feel Pretty like much, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, most people do have a pool. It, you're kind of considered an odd one out if you don't have a pool. Mm-hmm. I personally have a pool and a hot tub and my mother has a pool as well. And if you don't have a normal pool, then you get one of those outdoor pools that you can just like build. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. We, we only really need a pool or air conditioning like one month out of the year here. Yeah. But when it is that month where we could really benefit from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I guess like a hot tub we'd use more often. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we're super excited that you um, said yes when we asked you to be on our podcast. Mm-hmm. We found you on TikTok. Your stories just like kept popping up on my For You page. And I was like, this girl's funny, but like she's super informative. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we love talking about is like mental health and sort of like destigmatizing it. I think you do a really good job of that with your TikToks. And so thank you. I like creeped you on Instagram and then <laughs> built up the courage to message you. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. It always takes like a week. I'm always like, Michelle, what do you think about? this and then she's like yes and then I think about it in my head for like a week while I build up the courage to like be like hey girl we have a podcast so why don't we just dive right in I was just really excited when you guys had contacted me because I've never done anything like this before and I feel like this is just another way to reach out to people and inform even more people and educate even more people on stuff that I talk about, like schizophrenia and mental health. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I was really excited about the opportunity of it all. Oh, okay. my gosh. Well, we're so excited. Well, why don't we dive right in? Why don't you start by introducing yourself and we'll kind of get into it? OK, well, I'm Elle. Uh, I'm 18 and I'm a full time student as well as I work part time at Chick-fil-A as a delivery driver. And in my free time, which is not very much because I'm an engineering student. 
Oh wow. my God. I do make TikToks for fun. Yeah. That's pretty that's... much what I do. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And so the TikToks that we see, you talk a lot about, like you said, you've got schizophrenia. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like when were you diagnosed and how did you know that you had it? And what that journey was like. So I was diagnosed with schizophrenia when I was 18, although my psychiatrist knew that I was going to get it when I was around 16. The thing about schizophrenia is you need to show one of five symptoms that I, it's a long explanation, but you need to be in some sort of psychotic break for six months in order for it to be officially diagnosed as schizophrenia. And so during the time from 16 to 18, they knew I had schizophrenia, but they just couldn't officially diagnose it. Wow. And it's it was a, a rough journey because I needed to wait to be put on all the right medications. And I eventually ended up going to a hospital to get adjusted on the right medications. And it was it was a whole mess. But I'm still 18. I just recently got the official diagnosis um, probably about six months ago, I think it was. Yeah, wow. six months. And can, in your words, can yeah. you sort of explain like what is schizophrenia? I think of it as, hmm. I know, sorry. As <laughs> I, I as I said I that, I was like, that's kind myself. of a big question. Yeah, that's broad. <laughs> I mean, I guess the best thing I could go off of is my recollection of the Wikipedia, you know, definition of yeah. it, which is like uh, a mental defect in which it affects a person's uh, way of thinking, speaking, and um their ability to percept people's emotions and actions. Wow. Which I think is a very good definition of it, uh, you know, living that life. Because I think sort of like mainstream media, like my recollection of somebody having schizophrenia in movies or something would be like conspiracy theory, or you see people who are having these like really, uh, I don't know, like maybe manic episodes or. Yeah. And like they, they hear voices, they see things that aren't there. And so I think it's always really dramatized because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, movies I don't know it's yeah. Hollywood so what what so why did your doctor know that you were going to have it because you've got like a family history right yes I do have a family history of it so unfortunately my grandmother on my mother's side has it as well as my grandmother on my father's side had it and then also my half sister has it as well and oh sorry no that's, that's okay. okay that was a, that was an alarm to take my medication oh. but I already <laughs> took it um, so um studies have shown that if you have one person in your family with schizophrenia, you're 60% more likely to get it. I had three and I was already diagnosed with bipolar depression, which is kind of sort of a sister, uh, not disease, but a sister condition disorder. Schizophrenia. Bipolar depression is basically schizophrenia without the delusions or hallucinations. Mm. And so people who have schizophrenia, 80% of them had bipolar depression in their teens it just so happened that I had my schizophrenic break a little bit earlier than more people. Because typically wow. you have your schizophrenic break in your late teens. I had it in my early teens. That sounds so, really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what is a schizophrenic It was very break? scary going through high school with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did that look like for you? Well, what it looked like for me was basically six months of me being out of reality, being out of touch with reality. Um, basically 24-7 dissociation because I couldn't be put on the proper medications until I was diagnosed and until they were certain about it. And so uh, it was six months of terror, really. Oh, God. Um, I I was basically just going through my day-to-day life as best as I could and as best as I could remember it. 
and honestly when I came out of my schizophrenic break you know it still made me question like is this really what life is like Mm -hmm. is this really what my life is going to be like um because I I lost touch with reality and it it was a a really scary experience you know not knowing whether something is real or not Mm -hmm. yeah and Uh, did that people tell me things aren't real was that in the form of like voices or visual hallucinations so I started out with seeing uh, shadows moving when I was around 16 years old. And then I didn't start hearing voices until I was around 17 years old. And it all started out as just kind of like slight things that I would see in the corner of my eye. And then I would look over and they'd be gone. And I told my doctor about it and they go, oh, that's very typical. And this is when I was around 15 and <sighs> um, before everything started to get really, really bad. And then... I would start to look at the shadows and they wouldn't move anymore. They wouldn't disappear. They would just be there. And it would be like a shadowy figure, like almost made of, this is going to sound crazy, <laughs> but almost made of mist. Uh, it, it is really just odd to see. I only, it's the only visual hallucination that I get mm-hmm. is seeing shadowy figures. Um, and then the voices that I hear are typically my family members and then there's two other voices that I hear, which I don't have names for, which people are like, why don't you have names for them? I'm just like, I don't. But yeah. it's one female and one male. And um, my family members typically just say things that, you know, they would say if they were with me at that time. Right. But these other two voices are kind of more like my internal thoughts, mm. but from other people. Wow. And yeah. So those are those are what I hear and see. Wow. You were talking about the six month uh, period in order to be like officially diagnosed. That sounds terrifying. Like that is such a long time to be in. Yeah, it is a really, really long time. Yeah. And so is there any kind of support that you can get during that time before your official diagnosis? Yeah, no, you can go in to um, what they recommend actually and what typically happens is you go in and you get put on the right medications, Mm -hmm. but my family just couldn't afford it at the time. Mm -hmm. We couldn't afford to send me to the, you know, medicine, what I call the the medicine camp, but the medicine camp that I needed to go to, where basically I would be under 24 hour supervision of doctors as they try different medications on me. Cause there's so many medications that treat schizophrenia and there's good and bad to both. And they were very interested in my case specifically seeing as I started, you know, seeing and hearing things when I was just 16 and 17 years Mm -hmm. old. And so I ended up being in the hospital for almost two months Oh wow! until I could get my right medications. And it was right at that six month mark when I finally got on my right medications that I got the official diagnosis. And that must have been a relief to sort of like finally have somebody validate and acknowledge the experience that you were having. Yeah. And my doctor was pretty transparent with me uh, through the whole thing. He's like, it's just protocol. It's, it's the disease. You know, we, we just can't, one of the definitions of the disease is that you need to have one of these symptoms for at least six Mm -hmm. months. So for these next six months, it's basically a trial and error period and it's just going to be a waiting game. And you have to, you have to just accept that fact and it, it took me a while to accept it, but I eventually did. Yeah. And and how was your family? Because like you said, that the, you guys have people with schizophrenia in the family. So were they kind of prepared or did they know what to do when you were going through this? 
Well, my family that I lived with at the time, which was my mother and my stepfather, were very supportive through it mm. all. Um, until it started getting to about, I'd say, the three-month mark when I was just really tired of all of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a month before they sent me into the hospital, a month before we could finally afford it, um, because we had planned out when we would be able to afford it. And so it was right around the three-month mark of that six-month period. And my mother and my stepfather uh, started to become unsupportive of me. And my sister didn't really know how to react. And uh, she didn't realize how much of a deep and dark place that I was in. And it wasn't her fault. It's just that she had a different type of schizophrenia than I did. Yeah. Okay. And she, she hadn't seen it on another person. And, you know, I'm her little sister. She said it was really hard to see somebody that she loved and cared about so much, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, going through something so terrible. It's, her type of schizophrenia, she doesn't recollect any part of it. Oh, um, wow. But unfortunately, I recollect all of it. And do you remember growing up with both of your grandmothers having it? Like, do you remember that experience of them? Like, was there medication? Were they treated? Well, both of my grandmothers are very old because my parents had me when they were older. Okay. So um, unfortunately, they're both passed now. But uh, I just remember as a kid, my parents telling me that my grandparents were crazy. And uh, when it started coming about in my doctor's appointments that I might potentially get schizophrenia, they asked about the family history and my parents were like, oh yeah, both of her her, uh, grandmothers had it. And I was like, oh, so that's, that's what they had. Yeah. And I... I just thought my sister got, you know, the unlucky card and she just got schizophrenia just out of the sheer, you know, luck of having it. Yeah, I didn't realize that my grandparents were having it as well. Oh, wow. And is that typical with schizophrenia? Like you were saying that your sister has a different form of it. Is it is it kind of unique to the person? So schizophrenia is actually a spectrum disorder, kind of like autism. Okay. Oh. There's not really... Um, there, it used to be considered types of schizophrenia, but now the types of schizophrenia are on the spectrum and there are so many different types and it just affects a person completely differently because it's all about a miss, a, a defect in the way that your brain produces dopamine and serotonin. And so it's just about the different ratios of that compared to other levels of chemicals in your brain that makes it completely new unique to every person and that's why it probably takes such a it's a fine balance of medication right Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important to be supervised i imagine during that yeah because they need to make sure because some schizophrenic medications actually make things way worse and uh they make you they can have small symptoms like gaining weight losing weight stuff like that but it can also produce suicidal thoughts because if you get too low serotonin or too low dopamine or it, it can be too high and start affecting your heart. Like, because of all the medications that I was on for a while, I have a heart condition now oh. that makes my heart beat too fast. So now I have to take a medication to slow the beating down just because oh I was God. on an experimental medication. Yeah. So wow. it, it's it's unique for everybody. And it's really just a trial and error game. Yeah. And is there other supports out there like other, or I guess should say, in addition to actual medication, do you see like a mental health professional? 
Yes, I, I see a psychiatrist every month, and I also have a counselor that I see uh, every month as well. Well, I see her every two weeks, but I see yeah. her every month. That's really awesome. You were talking about needing to plan to afford the medication. Is that because of the healthcare coverage that you guys have, or I guess the lack of healthcare coverage that you have in the States? I think partially it's that. It was also that at the time, my stepfather was transitioning out of the army. So we were transitioning oh. from active duty military uh, medical coverage to uh, just normal people medical coverage, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which active duty medical coverage is some of the best that you can get in the States here. You can basically wow. walk into whatever hospital you need to and just be like, hey, I need this. And they can't, they can't deny you. Um, but wow. unfortunately, we had to switch off of that. And it was a, a whole mess because... He had, uh, my stepfather had suffered multiple injuries and he actually was awarded a Purple Heart. And so there were all these things that he had to go through for us to be able to actually transition to normal medical coverage. And it was was a whole mess. It was really a Mm -hmm. whole mess. And so that's why we were unable to use health insurance and we had to plan out paying for it. Wow, that's so difficult when you're already dealing with I guess, crisis, right? Where you're needing help and... And in the midst of it, the pandemic was starting. Oh my yes. God, you're right. Yeah, that must have just added an extra fun layer. Yeah, I, I, the thing about schizophrenia is it typically blossoms when somebody doesn't get the social interaction that they need. And so me not going to school anymore and all of that just made it 10 times worse. And then what sort of inspired you to sort of like start doing TikToks and start trying to change the stigma around mental health conditions like schizophrenia? That was I that's one question I certainly know the answer to. And that is 100 percent because of my sister, because when I was at the lowest of my lows, she was the one who was there for me. And I would tell her all of these things. And she was I could tell she was trying her best to understand just what I was going through because she's, uh, I love her, but she's neurotypical. She doesn't okay. have any mental health uh, yeah. issues. And so she was just trying her best to understand what I was going through. It was really hard for her. And so I would always talk to her about the stuff that I was going through. And she goes, you know, you're really passionate about this. You should maybe, you know, talk to other people about it. And sh- rather than, I- I'm going to be honest, I was quite complaining about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and she goes, rather than complaining about it, why don't you turn it into something useful? Go show other people rather than being like, oh, woe is me. Why don't you go, wow, this is me. And yeah. show people that you can live with something like schizophrenia and still have a completely normal life and be a completely normal teenager. Well, not completely normal, but yeah. fairly normal teenager <laughs> and go through all this stuff and, you know, go achieve your dreams of being an engineer and all this stuff. So it, it, it was completely my sister. Did um, you face any or do you face any discrimination since having the diagnosis? Have you noticed anything? Well, when I tell people that I'm schizophrenic, typically I hear the, oh, okay. And then I can just tell them like that the, the person is thinking in the back of their mind, like, oh, this person's crazy. Uh, what most people don't realize is, I'm medicated. I'm not an unmedicated schizophrenic. I'm a medicated schizophrenic. You know, I'm a normal person still. Yeah. So I see it in that. It's not as bad as I've never been bullied for it, but 
I can tell there is definitely some prejudice towards people who have mental health issues. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to speak out as well. And I think that's so important, especially for somebody young, like somebody your age, because I think, you know, like we talk a lot about like representation. And when I grew up, uh, so like I'm a lesbian and when I grew up, there was no representation in media and there was no, you know, everybody, I just grew up thinking it was like weird. And I don't know, the people you saw were never put in the best light. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be said for anything, you know, like schizophrenia, if the only thing that we're ever shown are, you know, Hollywood movies where they show the worst of somebody, then that's what people expect. And so when they meet somebody and they hear they have schizophrenia, they think to, oh, well, I saw this movie once and this person, you know, yeah. the devil told them to go kill their family, you know, just like really ignorant thinking. Yeah. And so I think to have somebody who is representing you know, the, a more real side of it and who can answer questions and I don't know, just like be the representation that I think the world needs, I think mm -hmm. is really great. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that's my whole goal because I, many people are fascinated. I get questions all the time. Like, Oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? I got a question the other day on my TikTok, like, how do you drive with your symptoms? <laughs> and a thing that most people don't realize is I'm, I'm medicated and schizophrenia is a very treatable condition. I'm a normal mm. person when I'm on my medications. And so, you know, I can do everything that everybody else mm -hmm. can. Yeah. And I guess people just, because people don't know enough about schizophrenia, they just, again, assume, you know, like you said, oh, I saw this one movie about a psychotic schizophrenic. Yeah. I guess they're yeah. all that way. Mm -hmm. uh, when it's really not the case at all. Most of us just... You know, well, I know a lot of other schizophrenics who I've made friends with through TikTok. They're like, oh, I see cats or like, I see, you know, dogs walking and like stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> We're not all psychotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you made a video that talked about you still do sometimes hear voices. And I think you said you still sometimes see shadows. So how do you know what sort of, I don't know, I guess, how do you know when it's actually somebody talking to you? Like, I think the example you said is you heard somebody upstairs calling your name, but nobody was home. So then you knew, okay, well, this is just a voice in my head. Yeah. So that I pretty much just used logic to it. And so that's oftentimes when people call my name, I wait until I hear it a second or mm -hmm. third time to make sure that it's a real person. And it's not something that I like, it's not a figment of my imagination. Yeah. Uh, it's not the schizophrenia yeah. talking. Or if I hear a voice, I'll look to see the direction that it was in and if it was at all possible that there was an actual person there. Or I'll think, you know, who's home? Who am I with? Where am I at? Is it possible that this person is really here? Yeah. Um, with the shadows, it's a little bit more difficult yeah. <laughs> because shadows are something that you see regularly, mm -hmm. even, you know, without schizophrenia. You know, I can look at my shadow on the wall right now and it's kind of hard to tell. But typically I just use logic and I'm like, is it, is it possible that this is really happening right now? Is it possible that this mm -hmm. is real? And there have been times where I've been, you know, I've been tricked by the voices and there have been times where I like, like I said, I've, I've gone down to my father's room cause I thought he had called me and asking it and had asked me to come down and help him with something. He goes, I had never said anything. Oh, wow. Which it's a little bit scary when that happens, but it's just a, 
it's just a part of those non-medicine days that I have to get used yeah. to. Yeah. I saw one of your TikToks, you were talking about the medication and how um, you stay on your medication because you know that it makes you feel better. Um, but kind of, I think you were responding to a comment maybe about maybe the fact that some, I don't know, that some people, once they start feeling better, they go off their medication. Yeah. So that's what's called agnosignosia, which is a really hard oh. word to say. Um <laughs> But it's basically where people, uh, it's very typical among schizophrenics. It's they don't believe that they have anything wrong with people and they'll just appease to what other people around mm. them are saying. And they'll go, oh, okay, I'll go on the medication. And then they convince themselves that they're like, oh, I'm better now, but it's not because of the medication. Right. It's because then they'll come up with like other things that they've been doing throughout the past couple of days. Like it's because I'm doing this, this, and this. And they'll convince themselves, you know, again, it's the schizophrenia in them uh, that it will, agnosignosia is separate from schizophrenia. So it's the, technically it's the agnosignosia in them. It's telling them, you know, oh, you're better, but you're really not all that better. Uh, And they go off their medications and they won't tell their families and their families get Uh concerned. And just, I know that that is very typical among schizophrenics. Um. Fortunately, my family is very supportive and I saw my sister or my half sister who has schizophrenia. I saw her go through no medication for four years and she was doing so well in life and she had her PhD completely paid for and she had that at 26 years old. She was a double grad at Harvard and Yale. Um, She was working at the the Max Planck Institute in Germany, you know, and she had this amazing job. And then she had her schizophrenic break and she quit her job thinking she was going to go get this other quadrillion dollar job. She thought she was going to make more money than there was oh, in the world. No. And she's an absolutely genius yeah. woman. You know, she has a 160 IQ, which is on par with Einstein, who has a 162. Wow. And she actually, you know, got schizophrenia, quit her job, lost everything and was in her schizophrenic break for four years before we actually got a court order to put her on medication because she was over the age of 18. And every time we would be like, oh, she's, you know, she needs to be put on medication. The court would just say, oh, well, she's not a danger to herself or others. So you can't put her on medication. And it was true. She wasn't a danger to herself or others. She just had crazy thoughts. But finally we found a loophole in the system and she got better. And now she's She's improving. And so was she, did you get her back from Germany? Like, did she end up coming home from Germany thinking that this is where the job was? Yeah. Yeah. So what actually happened was she was arrested when she stopped paying for her um, apartment. And my father and my brother went to go pick her up um, in Germany and they brought her home. And she started living in my father's guest house where she lived for four years, still convinced that she was going to get this fake job. Uh, every single day and she started picking out like she goes oh you guys are all gonna get a mega yacht for every letter in your name and just all these crazy things you know that must be so hard for family and friends to witness Mm -hmm. that and just feel so helpless yeah is that typical to with with schizophrenia where the the person has a very um high iq i mean i know you said that you're doing engineering and and I mean I'm not smart enough to do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, no that is very typical of schizophrenics but it also isn't a defining factor of it actually two of Einstein's children who were also very smart ended up getting schizophrenia 
later on in life. And I personally, I know I have a 120 IQ and the average wow. is 90. So yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a defining factor, but it is common among schizophrenics for them to be a bit smarter. And as Einstein once said, there's a fine line between being a genius and being yeah, insane. Wow. <laughs> that is true. And what eventually drove my sister insane was she would be in her room studying so much, not getting any social mm-hmm. interaction that she started talking to herself. And then eventually those voices, you know, became yeah, real right, for right. her. Oh, wow. And do you think there was, do you have, did you have any misconceptions about schizophrenia that you sort of like learned were not true during your own experience? Like, did you, were you worried about something? I think there were a lot of things that I've learned about schizophrenia by having it. I never thought that I would be a schizophrenic. Like, even though my doctors told me that I would be, and I had all these signs and stuff, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be a schizophrenic. Like, I don't like, that's just so far off. I feel like that's a one in a million chance. Like it's a, it's a one, well, it's actually more common than people think and more common than I thought. So that is one thing that I learned because 2.2 million Americans have it. So that's approximately 1% of our uh, population. And I know that 23 million people worldwide have it. So 23 million divided by 7 billion in percentage wise. I don't know what that is, but (laughs) it's still a hefty majority. So I learned that it's a lot more common than you would think. And I think that's because there's so many different parts of the spectrum that you can be on for schizophrenia. I mean, there many people don't even realize that there are types of schizophrenia where you don't see or hear yeah. anything. You know, you just have delusions and you think things that aren't even possible. Wow. I find that really interesting. I Yeah, I can only imagine how scary it would sort of be to have somebody say, well, you're probably going to get this. Yeah. Yeah. Like just thinking about like, oh, well, what does this mean for me? How will it present in me? Mm-hmm. And what does my future look like? It, it was it was very terrifying. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can say that yeah. much. Wow. What sort of one stigma you wish would go away or that you really, yeah, that you really wish people would stop assuming? Oh, that's a good question. Um, wow. Okay. One. Hmm. It could be more than one if you've got a list. <laughs> I wish people could understand that when you're on medication, you can become a normal person and become a normal contributing member of society. Mm. I hate to bring up my sister again, but you know, she she's had schizophrenia a lot longer than I have, but you know, now she has another very well-paying job and she's doing very well on her medication and she's very successful in her field. Uh, She just got a new promotion. And so many people think that schizophrenics just can't really be successful, kind of like people who are Mm -hmm. autistic, but I, because I also have autism as well, along with the schizophrenia. So I didn't really win the gene school. um, Yeah. I think it's just that we can be normal people and many people don't understand that that we can also be contributing members of society. We're not yeah, all crazy. Yeah, exactly. I find that so interesting. When were you diagnosed with autism? I was diagnosed with autism when I was only 13 years old. Wow. And is it like Asperger's? Yes. Because I, I, I just watched somebody's TikTok. They said you're not supposed to say high functioning. Like that's like not no longer a term that you're supposed to use. So I wasn't sure how to... Yeah, you you know, I'm one of those people where when people, somebody personally told me or recently told me that I shouldn't call myself a schizophrenic. And I was like, mm, I will call myself yeah. whatever I please, because I know some people get offended by it. But, 
you know, I'm I'm a schizophrenic. I personally don't mind being called yeah. a yeah. schizophrenic. Uh, I know my sister doesn't mind being called a schizophrenic. It's just a little bit selfish to, you know, for some people to say, oh, you can't say it this way or yeah. you can't say it that yeah. way. But it's it's all on it's all on the autism spectrum disorder. And that's, you know, the similarity between schizophrenia is they're both spectrum. Disorders. And I would hope that the per you know, if you're if you're talking to someone who has schizophrenia or, you know, autism, you could ask that person, like, how would you like to be? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Right. And whatever they say, that's what you're going to respect. Not telling someone that they shouldn't call themselves something. Yes, I agree. A hundred percent. I saw that you were talking about um, mental health kind of in correlation to the pandemic. Can you just kind of reiterate what you were saying on your TikTok about that? Oh, yeah. So uh, it turns out that mental health has basically exploded because of the pandemic. People didn't realize how much that daily social interaction really mattered. Like even, you know, all these kids in high school were saying, oh, I hate school so much. And I even at one point, even though I'm a I'm a lover of school was like, I don't know if I want to be at school anymore. When the pandemic started, I missed school so much. And I just missed that daily social interaction. And it's really so detrimental to so many people. And research study that was done, it just happened to be during when the pandemic started, it showed that there was a 21% increase in the amount of Americans who have some sort of depression or anxiety disorder so now 41% of American adults say that they have some form of depression or anxiety disorder or have had it at some point in their wow, life. Wow, that's so scary. And it went up 21% in just one yeah. single year. Yeah. We are super glad that we, I don't know, found you and reached out to you and that yeah. you said yes, because yeah, I think this is like, so, like mental health in general is a big thing that we are passionate about. Um, talking about and yeah I find it really interesting to talk to to people that have different experiences with different aspects of it including like something like schizophrenia which I've never experienced or I don't know anybody with it yeah it was a really cool experience I think oh, as well I'm so glad and you know many people have so many questions about schizophrenia and my goal has always been ever since I started my TikTok account you know with my very first video all I wanted to do was to educate people on mm -hmm. schizophrenia. I wish more and more people knew the truth about it. And so that's why I'm trying to normalize it just through my TikTok account, through any way that yeah, I can. That's I think, amazing. I, I think so. it's so important. And yeah, to, to be so open and honest about your diagnosis and how just the reality of living with it and educating people who you know probably have a misconception of what schizophrenia is because TikTok can just be so far-reaching right that there yeah. are these groups of people mm -hmm. who are experiencing the same thing you are and to be able to reach out to them and learn something probably from them as well is just such a I don't know it's just such a gift I mean one of my videos recently uh hit 650,000 oh views to know that 650,000 people have seen a video that I made talking about schizophrenia is just, it brings just the biggest <laughs> smile to my face, just knowing that I'm teaching and educating so many people. And I know most people just saw it because, you know, I was talking about the voices and the shadows, but still, I think just any form of education, even in the slightest bit, just maybe a couple or a few of those people have learned something new or I might have changed their perspective on schizophrenia and maybe they'll talk to their friends about it and maybe they'll talk to their friends about it and maybe somebody else who's so young and suffering with schizophrenia as well. Or I know that if I had somebody who was also 16 and told that they were going to have schizophrenia, 
that would have made my experience 10 times easier. Awesome. Well, enjoy your night and thank you again. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Bye. Carling. (gasps) I wondered if you were going to say my name first, Michelle. Say my name. Say my name. When no one is around, say, baby, I love you. But now it's the call me when you want. Call me when you Oh, yeah. Call me in the morning. I'll be on the bed. Here's the thing. I don't like the implications of that song. You can call me whenever you need, uh-huh. and I'll be here. Uh-huh. I'll be here there for you when the rain starts to, to fall. fall. But, like, I'm watching kids sing this song, and I'm like, okay, but don't make yourself too available, kids. <laughs> like, I saw my 11-year-old niece singing it, and Oof. I'm like, do you know what this song is about? Yeah, no. You do not answer the phone whenever somebody calls you. <laughs> Anyway, I have my own issues with that. <laughs> um, Elle, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you so much. It was so lovely talking to her yeah. and learning and just getting a perspective from something. I love learning. Good <laughs> <laughs> job. Um, it's interesting. I remember um, going to a lecture in high school about... I don't know if it was about schizophrenia, like, that was it. Yeah. It was very interesting to hear, you know, from Elle's perspective and her family history and things yeah. like that. And she's just so open to sharing about it. And I think that's so important. That Yeah. I think sometimes there's such a value in getting educated by people who are experiencing the thing rather yeah. than necessarily, like, First-hand experts. and knowledge, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. hearing somebody's experience is so different than hearing, like, a clinical explanation of... Exactly. ...something. Anyway. I agree. I wanted to bring up that. Another thing I'm going to put in our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So, for everybody wondering, we have a Facebook page, but once you're on the page, you can join our private group, mm-hmm. and we talk about past episodes, we ask questions about ideas... And I want to start a segment. I don't know if it's going to be on Patreon. I'm not editing any of this out. Um, I want to have a segment called People Are the Worst. Uh-huh. We talked about that with somebody we interviewed today for yes. a future episode. And we were just talking about how people are the worst. Yes. And I think it'd be so funny if we just like... <laughs> I don't know, talk about people being the worst. Yeah, I agree. So We have lots of stories. Yeah, so hop on over to our Facebook page mm-hmm. group. I should probably understand what Facebook it is. Pa- Facebook page group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and tell us what you think. I don't yeah. know, give us some examples. Tell us if you think people are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, why? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I know I say this every week, but if you enjoyed listening to us, please write us a review. Yeah. And follow us on our socials. Yeah. We want to grow. We want more followers, but like not stalkers, like digital followers. I feel like I always have to say that. I could use a stalker. I'll stalk you. (laughs) Um, And yeah. So find us anywhere. I did not sign up for this. And if you want more content, if you've caught up on all these episodes and you want more, join us over at patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this because we're now at over 27. Yep. And what did we just wrap up? We just wrapped up my crazy story. Crazy story. And like, I can't really go into details. 
for legal purposes, but if you're over on the Patreon and you're listening to it, you'll understand why. The only thing I'm going to say about episode five is that I'm only in it for <laughs> 30 like minutes? 30 minutes or less. My God, it just, <laughs> you're, we couldn't record your voice for some reason. No, I was having technical issues. And, and so, so you just hop in, you know, three yeah. quarters of the way and through. Like, hey guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was so really it's a, funny. it's a Carling and Amanda special for yeah. a good chunk of it. It was really good. <laughs> Well, I hope this Anyways. week gets better for both of us. I do, too. And I hope your week gets better, listener. Yes. Or remains the same if it's going well. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.